0: Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. We're so glad you decided to join us. Wherever you're listening from, we hope you're encouraged and inspired by today's message. You know, um, today as we were, as I was preparing for today and really thinking through today, I I was thinking, how can I make this story of Peter walking on water, how can I make it make sense to me? Because if I don't understand it, how can I expect you to understand it? You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So I'm like, God, like, how does this really apply to us? Because I knew this was the, the passage that, of Scripture that God wanted me to share with you and, and, and teach you. And so um, I began to think about, about growing up and playing sports. Is anybody here you would consider yourself an athlete? Come on, don't be shy. Come on, put your hand up. Come on, I, I know you may have a couple pounds on you than when you win. Come on, no one's going to judge you. Come on, you're an athlete. Put your hand up. All right, some of you, some of you don't want to... So, is there anybody here that you're not an athlete, but you love to play sports. Come on, put your hands up. So many more of us willing to admit that right there. And, you know, we're really not, um, you know, it's funny because, um, when, when I was in, in middle school, I, I wanted to play basketball and my daughter plays basketball. She made the team. I did not. And, and I didn't make the team because I wasn't tall enough. And and, and, and I, I would always try out for the basketball team in middle school but, but I was never tall enough and so um, somebody wrote a song about me and, and they wrote this song that, that I heard and I'm like I didn't even know you knew me but they dedicated me and the song was like I wish I was a little bit taller come on let's just sing it come on I wish I was a little bit stop y'all come on we just saying that in church. Some of you like, okay. Um, and, but that was like, kind of like me. I'm like, man, I want to. And I never made it. And so one of the coaches was like, David, you know what you need to do? You need to try out for football because you're stocky. Stocker, stocky. And so um, I think you could be good in football. And so I tried for football. And man, I, I realized that I could hit hard. And I threw my whole self into it. I mean, I would hit so hard. I would even knock myself out at times, literally, and just like black out because I would just take people out. And. And so I played football, but I really, my heart was basketball. So my friends and I, would always play basketball as much as we could um, at the parks and things like that. In Miami, basketball is just culture. It's a language here. And I love playing basketball. And some of you didn't know, but we have a basketball gym upstairs from here. It's a full court basketball. We actually have a basketball dinner party. You need to get some. And it's awesome. And, um, and so um, it's funny because several months ago... Uh, Pastor Jason Lozano is a friend of Brave Church. He was here from LA and he was preaching for Encounter Weekend. And he had some of his his guys with him. And so after service, he found out that we had a basketball court. And he's like, oh, y'all have a court? Um, Y'all should play us. I'm like, wait, y'all want to play us? He's like, what, you scared? I'm like, come on, bro. Because how many of you know, like when guys are playing sports, there's a lot of ego on the court especially how many of you know it's one thing to play sports when you're in the prime of your life come on how many of you know you're like in high school you're in college you're in your prime but how many of you know there's nothing more scary than a bunch of grown men who think they're still in their prime but they're not in their prime anymore you know what I'm saying? And, and like, we're all up there, a few extra pounds on us, and we're sweating. There's ego. There's trash talk. Pastor Jason's like, oh, yeah, West Coast is going to bring it. I'm like, y'all don't even know what's about to hit your house up in this place. You're in Miami, baby. And, and there's all kinds of trash talk. But you know what? It, it's pretty pathetic, actually, <laughs> <laughs> to watch a bunch of us play basketball because we're, we're just not in our prime anymore. So when you're not in your prime anymore, you kind of get tired. Oh, don't be mistaken. I will still shoot some hoops on you. But um, we're not who we used to be, and it's interesting because we're up there playing basketball, and, and some of our, I'm not gonna tell you who won, but, it, yeah. And I'll tell the fire service tonight, if you come to six o'clock, I'll tell you more detail, but it gets good. So Turns to somebody and say, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and so, so it's, it's so interesting because um, when you're in your prime, you can, you can play forever and you never get tired. But have you noticed, like, as you get a little bit older, like it's after three games, we're playing like three games, and, and we're all looking at each other like, hey, y'all still, y'all still good? Or, you had enough, or, you know, what's up? Let's, you got, you want, no, you don't wanna quit? Yeah, me neither, I'm still good, let's go. <laughs> Everyone's tired, everyone wants to quit, but no one wants to be the first one to say, bro, I'm too tired, let's just stop playing. And, and it's funny, because as you keep pushing through the exhaustion, Something really happens in your body. In fact, sports science, they will tell you and and biologists tell you that there is something that happens in your body. It's called the second wind. Have you heard of it? Um, When when you run, my, my wife, Christina, she runs half marathons and marathons. I know she's crazy, but she does. She loves it. And it's funny because you get to this place where you're utterly exhausted, but then you keep pushing through and you get what they call a runner's high. Let me give you the definition of what what I'm talking about. A runner's high is when an athlete who is physically exhausted finds the strength to push on at top physical performance, but with less physical exertion. In other words, if you keep pushing through the exhaustion, if you keep pushing through the discouragement, if you keep pushing through the circumstance, If you keep pushing through the storm that you walked in here going through, if you keep pushing through that situation and scenario, if you just don't quit physically, you will endure until you reach a place called a runner's high, a second win. to now you are stronger than you were when you first began and now you're using less physical energy and you're performing better than you were when you first started it's called a second wind it's called a runner's high I just wonder if there's anybody that came in today and you came in discouraged you came in feeling defeated you came in feeling I don't know if I can go on another day I don't know if I can pray another prayer I've come to tell somebody that if you don't give up if you don't quit if you'll keep persevering if you'll keep going through it God is going to help you He's going to give you strength. Come on, everybody today. If you just keep going, God's going to help you perform at a better rate than you've ever performed, but it's not going to be nearly as stressful as it's always been. And I, I, I thought about that, and I thought about our physical bodies and playing sports, and I thought, if that is possible physically, is it is it also possible spiritually? Like if our bodies, like God created our bodies and He created our spirit, right? Like He created all of us. So so if God created our bodies to the place where we can push through to get our second wind playing a sport or enduring some kind of physical activity, I wonder if somebody in this room could experience a spiritual high. If somebody could get a second wind in their faith today. If somebody could come into this room today a little bit discouraged, saying, God, this is my last chance. i have given you one more chance to prove that you're God. But after this, I don't know if I could go another day. I almost wonder if it's possible that God could show up in this room, in this moment, and he could breathe power. He could breathe anointing on you. And today could be a day unlike any other day where you experience a win in your spiritual life. You see, Peter, in this text, the scripture tells us that Peter is, is sitting on a boat. And look what happens in verse number 28. Can we go in one more time? Yes. Verse 28, then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you. Let me walk on the water. I love this because um, I've read this story many times in my lifetime. And it's interesting because when I read this, I always think that Peter's just saying, you know, Jesus proved that it's you. But I think Jesus already proved that it's him, don't you? I mean, he's walking on water, right? Like, what a rookie mistake of Peter, right? I mean, Jesus like, what else do you want me to do, bro? This is a five-star miracle right here. Come on. Like five out of five stars. This is what I'm doing, Peter. Like, You're not seeing this. Look at this. No shoes, bro. I'm walking on the water. I really don't think Peter is that stupid. And I don't think that, that, that Jesus was that dull in his miracle. I really don't think that Peter is saying, hey, prove that it's you because Jesus was already doing it. Here, here's what I think was really happening Jesus had already proved himself to Peter. Peter wasn't saying, Jesus, prove yourself to me and who you are. But Peter was saying, Jesus, I want you to prove to me who I am to you. Let me break it down for you because the reality of it is probably most of us in this room, whether you are a, a devote follower of Jesus, you're a fan of Jesus, you're just kicking the wheels of faith. Many of us believe that God can do amazing things. There aren't many of us in this room, there may be some, and that's okay, I'm glad you're here, but there there are a whole slew of us that really think, I don't know if God could, could do that, I don't know if Jesus could walk, I don't know if Jesus could do them right, we believe that he can, but the problem that many of us have, and the question that many of us have, if we're honest, I've had this question before too, Is it's not God, are you capable of that, but God, am I capable of what you say in your word that I'm capable of doing? Because we expect that God can do the impossible. We expect that God can do the unthinkable. We expect that God can do the miraculous and the supernatural. But what many of us in this room doubt is that God can actually do that in us. And so what we do is that we uh, we subscribe to a thought of teaching of God's word. And you have to be very careful because... There are some out there that would tell you that that miracles are not for today. And you've got to be very careful because there are some people because they're so intimidated of going to the other side that instead of them living in that miracle, what they begin to do is they begin to criticize water walkers. That's why we believe here at Brave Church that God is a God of his word. We believe that God does miracles today. We believe that God's word says that he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever. Which meant if God had the power to do a miracle, then he can do a miracle today. And he could do a miracle in your situation tomorrow. He can do things in your life today that will absolutely blow your mind. But you have to be willing to go to the other side. You see, what's interesting about this story is this many times, even as I've preached it, I've preached the other side that the disciples were on the boat and they were on the sea and that this big storm came and they got to the other side safely. And I've always taught this, that there was side A and side B and they were in the storm. And the miracle was that they got from side A through the storm to side B. But the real miracle is not that they got to the other side from side A to side B. The miracle is what happened in the journey. You see, if we're not careful, we get so enamored by the destination that we lose the power of the journey. If we're not careful, we have these dreams of what our family can be, what our future spouse can be, what our business could be. All of these things and dreams and nation that we lose what God is told. But if we're not careful, we get so focused on the destination that we lose what God is trying to do on our way to the destination. You see, this miracle that Peter encountered with Jesus did not happen at the destination, but it happened along the way. I would say to you that many of us in this room, brave life people, especially you that have gone through brave life. You have since God give you a dream and God has given you a purpose and he's revealing things. But we have to be so careful that we don't spend so much of our time just focusing on what could be that we, we, we lose the value of what is right now. You see, Peter is in this boat and there's a storm. And the other side was not just at the destination. The other side that was more profound and more significant was the other side of this boat. Peter is on the boat. He's in the comfort of his friends. They're a little bit scared. But all of a sudden, Jesus shows up. And on the journey, come on somebody. Jesus does one of the most incredible miracles. He's walking on the ocean in the middle of a storm. And Peter... Not at the destination, but in the journey has this encounter with Jesus where Jesus says, Peter, I want to prove to you not just who I am. I want to prove to you who you are. I want to prove the potential that's in your life. I want to prove what you're capable of. I want to prove that you can be the one who makes a difference in your family. I want to prove that you have the spirit of a planet shaker inside of you. I want to prove that this storm is not going to end you. It's not going to break you. This is not all that there is. There's so much more inside of you. So, Jesus, how do I get there? Jesus says, Come on. What are you talking about? Out there? No, no, Jesus, why don't you come in here? We got food on the boat, we got Life Fest up in this boat. Like, my friends are here. Like, I'm not going out there. You coming here. And you know why we miss God so much of the time? Because we're trying to reduce God to the size of our circumstance. All the while, God is trying to get us out of our zone, out of our comfort to say, stop reducing your God to the size of your problems. Let your God show you the size of how big I am, how strong I am, how miraculous. I'm the God of the waves. I'm the God of the wind. I'm the God of the storm. All it takes is one moment with me, Peter. And all of this... You see, what's incredible about this story is that Peter encountered a miracle. Have you ever prayed for a miracle? Like, have you ever prayed to God like you wanted God to do a miracle? I I pray, and I pray for God to do miracles, and and I've I've kind of learned something about God, is that God doesn't just want to do a miracle. God wants to do a miracle and involve you in it. Many times we want God to do a miracle, but we don't want to be a part of the miracle. Like, God, please do something with my boss. He, she is driving me crazy. I don't know what I'm going to do. And God's like, that's exactly why I put you in that office. Because I want to use you to touch your boss. No, 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 God, can you just send like a mystery memo through an email? Just like, can you? God, can you do something with my family? And some of you, you really need to be praying before Thanksgiving. That prayer, come on. Anybody have any crazy family members? Come on, let me see your hand. It. Yeah. If you didn't raise your hand, you're the crazy one. You didn't even know it, but you're the crazy. And and some of us, like like God, can you just do something in my family? And God's like, okay, that's why I put you in your family. That's why I've marked you. That's why you're in Brave Life. That's why you're at Brave Church. That's why you're in church today. Because I've called you. You're the answer. You're the answer to the miracle. You're the solution. I'm calling those out-of-friendship circles because they're in the miracle. Some of us, God is calling those out of friendship circles because they're dragging you down. You're like, God, do something with my friends. And God say, That's why they give you invites in your chair every week. I want to use you to be a part of the miracle in somebody else's life. I love it. Peter asked God for a miracle. Let me come out onto the water. And Jesus says, if you want to see a miracle, you've got to come out here with me. You see, God wants to include you in the miracle. You know, I learned something about God. And it's something that I'm finding out is I never want to pray a prayer that I'm not willing to be an answer to. I never want to pray for a miracle if I'm not willing to be a part of that miracle. In fact, in, in your notes, I believe, here's kind of how I, I phrase It's never pray a prayer that you're not willing to be the answer to. Yeah, you want God to touch your family? Ask God to use you to touch your family. Come on, I mean, we we pray about our city, God. We we heal our city, heal our nation. Come on. I mean, we talk about the racial divide in our nation. We talk about the political divide. We talk about the needs in our city. God, we're not going to wait for somebody else to do the work. Here's brave church, God. Our hand is up. We want to love people. We want to love people of every ethnicity. We want to love people of every skin color. We want to help homeless people. We want to help hurting people. Use us. You see, never pray a prayer. You're not willing to say, God, I'll be the there to do a miracle. I love Peter because Peter says, Jesus, I need you to do a miracle. I need you to prove to me who I am to you. But Jesus, I want you to involve me in the miracle. You know what's so interesting about this story is that Peter was not the only one in the boat when he got called out. There were other disciples. In fact, scripture says this. Other disciples were in the boat. Can you imagine? Come on, you got to put yourself in the story. The waves. The boat. Come on, you ever been on a boat? Like when there's like a bad storm? Anybody? Like one of my worst nightmares. For real, I have repetitive nightmares about this. Anybody ever had like the same nightmare like more than once? Like, oh, wow. Cool. You, you make me feel so normal right now. Um, I have this repetitive nightmare, and it's that I'm on a cruise ship. Like that starts off pretty good, Right? Unlimited food, unlimited buffet, or some of you say buffet. Like, I mean, unlimited food, ice cream, come on, hamburgers, 3 a.m., I'm hungry for a hamburger. Okay, I'll get one, boom. Unlimited Diet Cokes, unlimited french fries, pizza, more ice cream, more pizza. But, but, But the dream turns to a nightmare, and every time I have this nightmare, It's that somebody throws me over the boat. Anybody ever have a nightmare like that where somebody throws you over a boat and you're in the water? Some of y'all are lying right now. Because at Kindle, six people raise their hand. Come on, be honest. Anybody have that? Oh, wow. I do have issues. (laughs) But but what's funny is like, that's like one of my biggest, it's like one of my biggest fears is that I'm going to walk and just get thrown off into the water I'm in the middle of the ocean and it's crazy because I'm thinking about the story and I'm thinking there is no way I would do what Peter is about to do think about the other disciples they're like Peter yo what are you doing bro why do you got your foot over the side of the boat where are you going Jesus told me to come out so I'm going to go out where Jesus is Peter what if you drown what if you don't make it Peter this is risky can I tell you the kind of faith that it requires to go to the other side, because that's what God is calling every one of us to do today, is to go to the other side. It's going to require risky faith. It's going to require that we even step out when other people say, you're crazy. What do you mean you go to church on Sunday? What do you mean you go to church You and then you go to a dinner party? So you go to church things twice a week? What do you mean you give 10% of your income? What do you mean? Like, are you kidding me? What are you doing? But listen, sometimes you have to step out and be risky to trust God to do what no one else can do in your life to say, God, I'm going to do the impossible with you. But my question is, is, is really this. Is it really risky if it's Jesus asking you to do it? I mean, is it really risky if Jesus is saying, hey, I want, you to, I want you to give an invite out. Or is it really risky when he says, hey, man, I, I'm building a church, a kingdom church, an empire church in Miami to bring hope to people. Well, why don't you go to serve day? But yeah, what if I go and people don't like me? But what if you do and people love you? What if you do and you can hand out a hoodie and you can bless somebody? Pastor Christine and I have been People have been sending us pictures, although other pastors of churches have been sending us pictures of homeless people wearing those hoodies, saying, man, brave church, way to love people. I can't believe your people did this. It's incredible what you guys are doing in our city. You see, here's the thing. It requires us to take a risk. And I've come here to say today that some of us are just comfortable in the boat. But if we're going to fulfill this mandate as a church, come on, church. That we're not going to just be another church in Miami. I'm not saying we're better than another church, but we're different. This is a church that there's an anointing of God. I believe unlike anything else, we've been given a mandate to take the city. We've been given a mandate to set captives free. We've been given a mandate to look the devil in the face and say, Devil, let the people of Miami go free. We are no longer slaves. We are no longer going to live in defeat. This is a place that we believe in the authority of God, but what it will require is for you and I to take some steps of faith and take some risks to say, God, if you're calling me out, I'll go where you are. You see, a safe church never changes the world. A safe believers never changed their own family. What God is calling us to do as a church is he's calling you and I together to say that imagine all that God can do through you, do through us. If we would just say, God, as long as you tell us to come, our answer is yes. When Jesus says, come, my answer is yes. When Jesus says, let's go, my answer is how far. When Jesus says, do you want to make a change? We say yes. When Jesus says, follow me, we say we're with you till the very end. You see, the reality of it is When you step out to the other side and you get extravagant in following Jesus, you step into a life that not only does the impossible, but you can also see the invisible. You don't believe me, I can tell. So let me show you. Check this out. It says this in verse number 29, if we can throw it up on the screen. Look what it says in verse number 29. So Peter, he went over the side of the boat. Crazy. And he walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind, he was terrified. Wait, hold on a second. Wait, did the media team make a typo here? Wait. But when he saw the strong wind, he saw the wind. That's impossible. He can't see the wind. Like, what are you talking about? Like, you can't see the wind. I, I know some of you, you're like smart. You're like, yeah, you can Like the palm trees, you can see them blowing. (laughs) That's the effects of the wind, but you didn't see the wind. I've learned that the Bible is very literal. There is a reason why it was written just like this. When he saw the wind, it doesn't say when he saw the effects of the wind on the waves, but when he saw the wind. But Pastor David, that is impossible to see the wind. So is walking on water. What, what are you saying to me, pastor? <laughs> Here we go. Come on, you ready? Yeah. Buckle up. It's going to break right now. In the name of Jesus, come on. I believe, Catholic, we're not going to wait till brave life. I'm just going to go ahead and go in right now. When you step out and you say, God, man, I want to live a life that I am all in with you. God, if you ask me to come out on the other side of this boat, on the other side of this comfort, well, what is the boat, Pastor David? What does my boat look like? It can be passivity. It can be fear. It can be doubt. It can be greed. It can be pride. It can be insecurity. When you step out of your boat and you step out into the water with Jesus... And you become someone that lives with that kind of a lifestyle not only will you do the impossible in your life but you will see the invisible what does that mean? let me break it down for you Noah in scripture Old Testament Noah right God comes to Noah and says I'm going to sit in a flood and I want you to build an ark what's an ark? it's a boat okay what's a boat? It's a thing that floats in water. What's water? Like God has to break it down for Noah because there has never been rain before. I'm going to send the flood, Noah. Look, all you need to know is there's going to be all this wet stuff and it's going it's to wipe everybody out. But if you build a boat, it's going to float. It's going to save you and your family and anyone else on the boat. So what does Noah do? Noah goes out and he starts telling everyone, Hey! Man, you need to come with me. God's going to do something and he's going to do something great and we get to watch it. We get to watch it from the side of a boat and it's going to be incredible. But listen, if you don't, man, your life will never add up the way it's supposed to be. And people made fun of Noah. you ever been in New York City and you see like the people holding those signs? Say like Armageddon. The end of the world. And you probably like me, you like see those people and you're like, man, they're crazy. Come on, anybody ever seen those people? You're like, oh my gosh. And like, you pray for them, you're like, oh, thank you, God, thank you, Jesus, for getting the word out, but man, you look crazy, I don't even know, you know? I agree with you, but I don't want to be seen with you, that kind of a thing, you know? And um, it's funny, because Noah was that guy, in Bible times, he was that guy like, guys, it's going to be the end of the world, you need to get on the boat. there's going to be a flood, it's going to wipe everything out, but you can be saved. You can have a different life. And it's crazy because everyone made fun of Noah. Watch this. Everyone laughed at him. Everyone made fun of him. And for a hundred years, Noah built a boat for a flood. but They'd never seen rain. And all because you begin to build faith. What is faith? Faith is when you see something that nobody else sees. Faith is when you begin to build your life, even when nobody else understands it. Why are you in brave life? Because I see what's coming and I'm preparing my life. Why are you going to church? Because I know what God spoke to me. I know you. You can't see it, but I see it. But one day, the people who made fun of you are going to beg to be a part of your life. They're going to beg to be on your boat. But you have to see. Look, here's the reality. When you begin to do the impossible, you begin to see the invisible. Could it be that the answer that you've been praying for, the miracle you've been believing God for, it's been right in front of your face the whole time, but you never saw it because you haven't stepped out in great faith some of us are praying for peace and you didn't realize that, that the answer is so obvious it's in front of your face but you haven't been able to encounter it because you haven't stepped out and I believe that God today is saying this brave church gentlemen in this room men, men, women in this room God is wanting to call us out of our comfort zones even if it means from our families even if it means from our friends I'm not saying be weird. we're not a cult but I'm just saying men to step out for a season to step out of influences that are going to pull you back even if they don't understand and it's amazing when you're out on the water all of a sudden everything becomes so clear Jesus I couldn't see you before because I was hiding in the boat but now we're standing face to face my favorite part of this story watch this can I share it with you real quick can I have two minutes how about five how about 15 I'm just kidding let's go for five Look at this, look at this. I, I love this. Peter was terrified and he began to sing, Save me, Lord. He shouted, Save me, Lord. Verse number 31, Jesus immediately reached out to grab Peter. So what happened? Peter begins to walk on water, but he loses his focus and he begins to sing. And immediately Jesus picked Peter up and says, Peter, what are you doing, man? And for a moment, Peter stopped looking at Jesus and he started looking at the world. Can I tell you, there are many of us in this room that maybe you've been following Jesus, but because all of a sudden you got distracted. God called you out of your boat. He called you out of influences. But all of a sudden you begin to entertain some circles and some things and some habits that God had already delivered you from. And now you begin to entertain. Now your life is starting to sink again. It's not because Jesus moved. It's because you moved. It's not because His power was limited. It's because when you lose your focus... You forget that Jesus is the reason why you can do the impossible. So all of a sudden, Peter begins to sing. Jesus he immediately reaches out and he grabs him. You have such little faith, Jesus said. Why did my heart that there was a ministry moment between peter and jesus right there i don't believe that's all that jesus said to peter in that moment i believe as they're standing on that water and peter is doing the impossible and he's seeing the wind saying i have never man, life has never been so vivid life has never been so clear this is amazing jesus begins to download into Peter. He begins to talk to Peter. He begins to tell Peter, Peter, I've got great things for your life. Peter, if you only knew what you're capable of. I believe that Jesus began to tell Peter, come on are you your me, church. Peter, I'm so proud of you. Jesus, why are you so proud of me? I began to sing. I lost my focus of us in this room that you can identify with that why would Jesus be proud of me I've lost focus so many times I take one step forward and then I go back to how I used to be but you have to understand the nature and the character of Jesus is never one of anger but it's one where he wants to pick you up today no matter how many times you've lost your focus no matter how many times you've turned your back on Jesus today Jesus wants to reach his hand out and pick you up but what I love about Now, Peter. Peter is having this conversation with Jesus, and Jesus is saying, Peter, on this rock, I will build my church. Peter, in thousands of years from now, there's gonna be pastors standing up in Miami preaching about this story. Oh, Peter, you don't even understand how powerful and how profound this is. Peter, I want you to know I'm proud of you. I'm gonna use you to change the world. I'm gonna use you to change people's lives. Peter, if you only understand how awesome and how great this is that you got out of the boat, that you did the impossible, Peter. tell you today there are some things about God you will never understand until you get out into the water where he is many times we want to say well Jesus I, I want to follow you but can it look like this and Jesus says no it doesn't look like what you think it looks like what I say it is. and in this room right now many of us in this room, that you feel that tug in your heart right now, I need to go to the other side of this boat. For some of us, what what does it look like to go out on the other side? For some of us, it it literally means take some invites and be a part of the miracle of God in someone else's life. Others of us, Legacy Sunday, December 9th, it's to sow a seed. Others of us, it's to say, God, I need to do beginning. I need to sign up for beginning. I need to sign up for Brave Life. I need to sign up for Brave Girl. I, I just need to be a part of the miracle Jesus. Take me out of my comfort zone. I want to step out. I want my life to be marked as a life that was lived with risk. But oh, the reward was so great. With every head bowed and every eyes closed in this room, if you're here today and you say, Pastor David, would you pray for me today? I want to live life on the other side. I want to see God do the impossible in my life. I want to see God do more in my life. If that's you today, you say, Pastor, would you pray for me? That I would be a person of greater faith. That this would be a defining moment in my life where I I won't go back to normal Christianity, but this would be a day where I say, God, would you show me, show me my next step and give me the courage to take it. Come on, if that's you all across this room, I want to ask you to lift your hands up all across this room, yeah, all over. can I ask you to do one more thing? Just as a symbolic representation of it, if your hand is up, come on, would you stand up to your feet right now? As you stand up, I believe it's just so symbolic of saying, Jesus, I want to go to the other side. I want to be used by you. I want to be marked by taking great steps of faith. God, show me the next step. Show me the next step. Jesus, right now, I ask that every person in this room would encounter you, that this would be a day unlike any other day, but this would be a day where you say, come and we say yes. Today is a day where you're calling us out of the boat. You're calling us or to get in touch with us, visit us at bravemiami.com.